Welcome to our Minuteman podcast, an airman's podcast. I'm Melody Daniel, your host for today's episode, and today we're joined by the 189th Airlift Wing Commander, Colonel Dean Martin, and the 189th Command Chief, Chief Master Sergeant Brian Rohauer, to talk about what we're looking forward to during next month's August drill. Later, we'll have a chance to speak with some of the members of our family readiness team about their back-to-school brigade project. But for now, let's hand it over to Colonel Martin and Chief Rohauer. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, first of all, before we get into all this, I'd like to say that we are, Chief and I are both excited about this new format that we're doing with podcasts because, I mean, one of the challenges that we we are very aware of is that we, we have to find innovative and creative ways to, to uh, communicate with our airmen because uh, our generation did it one way and the ones behind us, uh, you know, use different, different tools to communicate. So we're we're always willing to look at uh, new avenues and, and try to make sure that we're reaching uh, all our airmen in the wing. Yes, sir. And I think when it, you take a look at the broad spectrum of not only the talents, but the age that from when people join to obviously senior leaders, we have to cover down on a lot of, you know, a lot of media uh, platforms to, to reach out, knowing that um, not one area is going to reach 100% or affect 100% of the population here in the wing. Uh, but once again, it's a, it's an avenue that will reach some uh, and hopefully a positive impact, Im, impact on those that, um, you know, can either directly or indirectly influence, you know, others in this wing. So uh, we'll throw it out there and obviously always looking for uh, feedback, uh, constructive criticism to, you know, cover down on, you know, the thousand people in this wing. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know about you, but I know I'm glad to be out of, uh, or at least, Kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel with uh, COVID-19 and, and uh, the challenges that we went through for the past 16 months uh, as a wing and, and uh, you know the fact that we've got a vaccine that we've rolled out and a large number of our folks have elected to take that and we're trying to get back to a, a little bit of normalcy uh, around the wing so um, that, that's exciting I know folks are getting to travel some now that uh, missed out on that opportunity and you know last summer and getting some time with family so we're excited about them getting that time to recharge their batteries and it gives us an opportunity as well to, to get in front of people in a, a little bit more intimate uh setting as opposed uh we had to do it in smaller groups uh, over the past 16 17 months but uh, now uh, i look forward to getting in you know in front of more people uh maybe not uh for them, maybe not 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 the best opportunity, yeah. but uh, uh, maybe they're not looking forward as much as we are. But yeah. once again, a lot of people have come into this wing over the course of that 17 months. Uh, that quite honestly, have we really gotten a chance to meet? Uh, gotten to a, a chance to talk with them, uh, meet with them, for lack of a better word, just uh, you know, build on on what we started, you know, a while ago. So, and I appreciate the fact that we're. You know, as a, as a team and as a wing, we're constantly looking at uh, ways to improve our airmen's quality of life. And one of the things that we started last drill, and you know, speaking of meeting new folks that are coming in, is is kind of incorporating all that in processing the the checklist that you, our new airmen are walking around with throughout the wing, going from office to office. And we brought all that together in one location, and it's a kind of a one-stop shop, similar to a mobility type of line where you can get all those things done in one location. So, appreciate you. Uh, leading that charge to get that done. Yeah, it creates anxiety when you see people new 
walking around his wing with the checklist lost. And, and quite honestly, you know, throw it out there that <clears throat> our sponsor program needs to improve a little bit more. That's our opportunity to really uh, show firsthand on who we are and what we are in this wing. And I think we lost opportunity to make a good first impression when we just let them walk around the base and find, uh, you know, the offices that they need to get the checklist, you know, marked off on. We just, it just wasn't a good fit uh, for who we are and what we are. So it's a great fit for us and, and look forward to, you know, building that with, the, with those that are really interested in making a good first impression for this wing. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about what's on the horizon for the wing and what's what's staring us in the face right now is just in a few weeks, uh, probably about three weeks from now, we're going to be looking at a, an AETC uh, capstone inspection. And that's you know, our big inspection that we get every four four to five years. In this case, it's been almost five years since uh, we had our last one. But, you know, a lot of folks uh, tend to get a little nervous when these things happen. And, and uh, you know, we want, obviously we want to make a good impression. And and I, I'm actually looking forward to this inspection. I'm looking forward to the opportunity to showcase uh, all the great programs that we have in this wing. Our great IG team has done such a phenomenal job uh, getting us prepared for this. But not only it's not something that you know you just prepare for once and you and you let it go. It's just it's as we talked about. It's an ongoing process, and we should always be ready for it. But. It's an opportunity, like I said, to showcase uh, some of the great programs and the great airmen that we have in the sure. wing. And you know, and one of the opportunities that I was excited about is a, the lead IG reached out to me the other day and said, "I'd like to just have some see some guard specific things that only the guard does, or that you guys excel at, versus the activity, and just walk around and see that." So we're looking into what you know what that is I think a lot of that would revolve around all the innovative things that we're doing here in the wing maybe some of our uh, our, our state mission a little bit too but uh, just just an opportunity to highlight this the great people and things that we do here in this wing. absolutely um, the other side of it too is knowing that um, we have blind spots yep. and it's an opportunity to sit there and highlight some of the things that we need to improve as well. We're not afraid of that. Right. Uh, never have been and never will be. And you know, when you when you get in front of people, when you have mission sets that are here that are broad spectrum of, of what the Air Force offers, whether that's an ATC or an AMC or an AC, ACC format, um, there are so many things that cover down on, so many things going on in this wing, so many good things that are happening in this wing with the people that we have knowing that we miss opportunities as well and don't want to shy away from that. And if there's a way to improve something that we're doing in this wing, it doesn't matter if you're an Airman Basic or, you know, if you're a Fulbright Colonel, it does not matter. You know, bring it up. And if it makes sense, then obviously we'll try it. And we often talk about the fact that, you know, too old to have a good idea, but old enough to know when we hear a good one. That's right. So uh, definitely throw it out there and, uh, that's a challenge for everybody in this wing. So this is your home. Uh, let's make it the best, whether it's a first term and your only term, or you know, rolling into two, three years to go to retirement. Yeah. Leave it better than we than when you found it. Absolutely, and I, I would encourage our airmen, not, you know, to not try to cover things up. If there's things, resources, or, or things that we're missing and we need, the IG team is a great opportunity to highlight things that we're missing or things that we need. 
and we can use that information to, to go up to NGB or whatever command uh, provides that resource and say, hey, look, here's, here's validation that we need this. Uh, we're not just, we're not just uh, saying it here at the wing level. We, others are coming in and seeing this as well. So Absolutely. I, I think that's an, another good way to, uh, to utilize the inspection to our advantage as well. Yes, sir. So. Is there anything that uh, airmen throughout the wing need to understand? I mean, everyone has a role in this inspection, so kind of talk about sure. what their role will be. Absolutely, and everyone, and great point, everyone, we couldn't do this mission without every single one of our airmen. Uh, everyone, whether it's in a support role, an operations role, maintenance role, they, they make it happen. And so uh, we uh, definitely, you know, I think we are a pretty, pretty good team. Uh, we work together well. But what I would, my, my word to, to our airmen is first impressions matter, okay? So you, you may not, as an airman, even have contact, direct contact with an inspector while they're here. But I can guarantee you this, they're watching. When you walk out of the building, when you're walking, when you, even when you're at the BX or at the food court or where, wherever you may be on this base, you're being looked at, okay? And so we need to make a very good and positive first impression. And what's that start with? To me, that starts with how you wear the uniform. You know, you may be the sharpest airman, you may have the best program in this whole wing, but if you can't get the little things right, those foundational pieces, then good luck. Good luck getting your message across on, on how good that program is or how good your the people that work for you are, okay? Chief? Yeah, and I think it, for me, it starts even before I put the uniform on. I think it's a, it's a mindset that you are about to jump into something that's so much bigger than you that um, other people really love what they do here. There's yeah. plenty of people that absolutely love what they do. Yeah. When you put this uniform on, uh, you are representing something so much bigger than you. Uh, that sometimes I think we just gloss over the fact that you are the 1%. Mm -hmm. The 1% that is serving right now and sometimes we don't just pause right before putting that uniform on to reflect what it means to put it on and to serve and to serve honorably. Uh, like your point, to your point is that you know what people see is the first impression. So when it comes down to wearing it proudly, not only correctly, but proudly, you know, sets that first impression. Um, and sometimes, um, you know, we don't communicate that enough. Whether you're a DSG or whether you're a full-time here, um, you are still the 1%. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, the 1%, Regardless of what you read on social media, regardless of what news platform you're on, it is a positive impact that you make on the community for what you do and what you've sacrificed to do. Absolutely. And I just just to piggyback, I think one thing you know that comes with that is is customs and courtesies as well. Okay, you know you you see that uh, salute when you're supposed to salute. Uh, you know when somebody comes into your office, stand up. You know, typically we say if someone of higher rank comes in, but if any one of those inspectors or anybody walks in your office, why not give them the common courtesy of just stand up? Absolutely. You know, so 
All right, we'll get off that uh, that topic there. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but it is it is important uh, to make that good first impression. What about uh, you know a couple of things that are coming up post inspection? Uh, we've got uh, you want to hit on the uh, what's going on in the listed uh, conference, the the Nogus or NGAA pieces or anything there? Sure. I mean, we're getting together out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and you know, we're a you know, good person to, to contact in this wing that those don't need is Master Sergeant Ashley Broadnax that really sits on the board uh, for Nogus, uh, for Angus rather. Um, so uh, it's a great opportunity to understand a lot of things that are at work and we don't, we may not understand everything that's on the floor, what they're pushing for or, or how they're covering down on all your benefits. Uh, you know, we're not, you know, Status matters, so we're not the Title Ten force. So we've got to fight for a lot of our benefits uh, to be in, that are included in some of the Title Ten benefits that that, that active duty has. Uh, and I, I don't think enough people realize all the hard work that goes into that. Yeah. Uh, and we need to do a better job of communicating that, whether it's Ashley or whether it's several other people in this wing that you know, are going to uh, understand you know, a little bit more what we do uh, in, in the spectrum of things as, as far as one, as the guard. Um, so sending people to that to kind of expose them a little bit uh, to see how that big picture stuff comes into play that benefits, you know, even our youngest. Uh, and, I, and I'll throw it out there that, quite honestly, we need our, uh, our membership drive to be a little, I'm gonna lose a lot of people by saying this, but we, we, we need you to be members because uh, every, 250 people count towards one vote and currently right now the state of Arkansas has a four to six votes depending on who you're asking uh, we should have 34 votes uh, with the population that we have you know in uniform in this state so uh, but a lot of great things that that they're pushing for that sometimes they don't get the credit for because it's done behind the scenes yeah so yeah. great Great work done by the, that organization and by Nogus and NGAA in the state as well. So, yeah, encourage folks to to look into that and you know your the benefits that you're enjoying right now are a result of a lot of the hard work that went that those organizations yes, do. Sir. So, and there's great things coming uh, that they're pushing for down the line as well. And so we need that support. So. Uh, hey, one thing I'm excited about post inspection is uh, September drill. So September drill, we're going to have our our second uh, junior ROTC expo. We've invited all the, uh, I know the air ROTC units around the state. I'm sure there may probably be some army that comes as well. Um, and we're gonna host them on Saturday of uh, September drill, which by the way, just happens to be the 20 year anniversary of 9-11. So um, what time sure has flown in that, you know, since then. And I think many of us uh, remember exactly where we were on that day. and. We look forward to, um, we're gonna start out the day with a, a remembrance ceremony at the airport with the wing as well as the ROTC folks that are here. So I think it'd be a great opportunity to, to you know, remember that day and, uh, and to honor those who've made the ultimate sacrifice uh, that day and actually can going forward and, and protecting our, our rights and, and the fight on terrorism. Yes sir, 20 years, I mean our whole career has passed by since 9-11 yeah. so uh, easily remember where you're at what you're doing the, uh, you know the thought you had the emptiness that you felt the gut punch that that we that we took um, but you know 
after that, how I think, you know, the cohesiveness that this country felt mm-hmm. was, I mean, uplifting. You know, and now, 20 years later, you, you see some of the things or hear some of the things that more people want to divide us instead of bring us together. And, and I'll throw that out there uh, as a challenge that we need to find ways, again, to, to connect instead of to divide. Um, it's easy to uh, get on social media. It's easy to get on somewhere and find something negative. Uh, and when was the last time that we really concentrated on the positives? And so much more to be thankful for than to be negative about. So I uh, encourage people, you know, kind of look for, for the positive that, that what we're doing. Uh, yes, there's improvements to be made, absolutely. Uh, but We'll, we'll take them as you know as we as we knock them down one by one yeah. uh, but once again there's so many things that we need to enjoy we need to be positive about uh, and and that starts with attitude uh, and I think sometimes uh, you know check your attitude yeah. uh, it's the one thing you do control yeah absolutely and speaking of things that connect us I think we're having an opportunity at October drill on Saturday to have our families out and do our uh, fam- first family day in the past since you know, since COVID, we missed it last year, but looking forward to that that day with our families and, and spending that time out here to, at, at the wing uh, together. And, uh, you know, the, the 223rd says they're going to pull down the uh, canoe race uh, trophy again. We'll see if that happens. But uh, this is an exciting, uh, fun day with our families uh, coming up in October as well. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Hey, on a, on a different note, I mean, the state has really gotten some great news in the past, uh, really past month, right? In our mission set, both at the 188th and the 189th. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, the 188th was announced as the as the home for for uh, FMS training for uh, the F-35. Uh, so, and that that start kicks off in, in fiscal year 23 is when they're supposed to have those jets uh, arriving there for this. Initially with Singapore, but um, there are other nations that will be coming through there as well. So that's uh, great to to have aircraft back on the ramp uh, at Fort Smith. I know they've they've got a great mission there already. They've done a fantastic job, and that mission will continue. But adding a uh, a manned aircraft is a, is a big deal, I think, for the Fort Smith community and and for the state and for the Arkansas National Guard. So excited about that. Um, and congratulations to the 188th on, on all the hard work that they did to, to secure that mission. Um, and then, Joe, just prior to that, uh, announced that uh, the 189th was going to get uh, make a transition uh, to some J models, and, and uh, I think that's going to help. Well, we know that's going to help with our future as a, as a wing and, and our training mission. And uh, you know, the, the cool thing about that is we already have a large number of our force, uh, about 25 percent. Uh, in the ops and maintenance that already have that J model background, and so we're already getting the call. The recruiters are already getting the calls, you know, to uh, for some folks from active duty that want to uh, come join us, uh, you know, in that mission as well. So uh, we're looking at uh, also the summer of '23 is when our first uh, J model should arrive. Yes, sir. And one thing I'll I'll throw out there too that doesn't that shouldn't. Um, create anxiety for those that are tied to the H model. That's right. Uh, because that mission is, is staying put. 
yep. uh, will, will be here in the foreseeable future. So uh, okay. if you have a specific question pertaining to your AFSC uh, or to your TAFMs or to whatever may be about your career, uh, ask the question. Uh, we've done a pretty good job uh, of taking care of people uh, even through transitions. So uh, don't hesitate to ask the question, but please, please uh, do not run with part of the story. No, H model mission is going to be around for quite a while. I mean, as, as a matter of fact, the uh, the AMP increment two upgrades—that's the aircraft modernization upgrades, where they basically in the H model are modernizing the cockpit uh, primarily. That is still taking place and still on track. Uh, looking at also another uh, milestone in uh, FY23 when that low rate production starts uh, on that. So. Our test at here at, between now and then will be doing testing on those, uh, on the different, uh, you know, H2 and H3, probably that's what we're going to see uh, those aircraft get modernized. The H model, like I said, will, will be around for the foreseeable future. And uh, so for our for our engineers and our, and our navigators, you know, just don't, don't sweat the small details. We got, we got you and, uh, and, and we'll work through that. Alright guys, I will be your host for the second segment in this podcast. I'm Sergeant Rolls and today I have with me Mr. Tim Boyer, our 189th Airlift Wing Airman and Family Readiness Coordinator. Welcome and today I know we have a couple things to talk about. Um, so if you want to start off by talking about the Back to School Brigade, um, that'd be great. Sure. Um, so the Back to School Brigade is uh, run by Operation Homefront, which is a nonprofit private organization that's been approved by the Air Force. They provide a few different things, but what they're doing this time is backpacks. Last year's backpacks were amazing. They were like crazy 80-something dollar backpacks that I wouldn't have been able to afford for my kids, but I got four of them for my kids. So um, they provide good, high-quality stuff for our airmen. Uh, and one of the cool things about them is there's not like an income eligibility kind of thing. Like a lot of people think, oh, if I'm not broke, I can't get one of these. But it's not about that. It's Operation Homefront wants to say thank you for your service. It's not about like can you afford a backpack or not for your kids. Um, so please sign up, uh, get these backpacks. The way to do it is to go to uh, myoperationhomefront.org and you just follow the instructions to register. It's pretty easy. Um, you'll fill in your information and then um, you'll get information about the local events. Look that up. You'll see the backpack brigade, uh, back to school brigade, and we'll be able to uh, get your backpacks for you. We are mission ready airmen providing premier training to the C-130 and cyber enterprises, capitalizing on partnerships to support the state and defend the nation. Our vision is to be a diverse family of airmen, dedicated, adaptive, and empowered to lead. 